And now, Girls in Hoodies. Hello and welcome to the Girls in Hoodies podcast. My name is Emily Yoshida. I'm an editor at Grantland.com and with me is... Molly Lambert, a writer at Grantland. Back in the same room, back, ready to talk about... Some Some white girls getting into trouble. (laughs) Uh, That has been kind of the overarching thing, I feel like, of the last few days. I've been a little bit out of the news loop um, because I'm in, you know, relative cultural dead zone, New York City. But but yeah, I mean, if if there's anything that got through to me, it was that um, some of our favorite people have been doing some dumb things. (laughs) Uh, Where do you where do you want to start? well, do you want to talk about Taylor first? That's not. That's, oh, sure. She didn't do anything. She, dumb. she didn't do anything dumb. But she she's just, you know, it's just great. <laughs> um, her new song uh, "Out of the Woods" dropped on Tuesday, uh, and this was co-written with Jack Antonoff of Fun and Bleachers. Yeah, and it sounds a little bit like Bleachers. Yeah, kind of '80s. I yeah. was saying it sounded a little bit Phil Collins, Don Henley to me, which obviously is a compliment in my book. Right. Yeah, and it's really, I guess. It's sort of exploring the the other side of her not, you know, just doing pure pop. It's like, well, shake it off sort of like the, the happy side of that, like mm-hmm. that kind of novelty. She's still melancholy. Yeah. She also did all the things she said were <laughs> going to happen on this album in this song, which is great. She talks about a relationship. She references specific things that you can geolocate with photographs from the last two years of her life. It's, does she talk about this uh, sad yacht picture? In it? She doesn't talk about the sad yacht picture, but she does mention the necklace that Harry Styles gave her, which oh. is of a, like a little metal necklace of a paper airplane and then uses yeah. paper airplanes as the metaphor. Yeah. And apparently there was some kind of a snowmobile accident that nobody was privy to because they paid <laughs> off the hospital not to leak it to the press. So she got hurt? I don't know I if she that. got hurt. He got hurt. He had stitches on his chin. Wow. That's the that's in the bridge. That's what okay. the bridge is about. I've only listened to the iTunes snippet because, you know. And then there was a really good, uh, there were pictures of Harry Styles yesterday pulling over on PCH to throw up by the side of the road. <laughs> totally un- unrelated to having heard the Taylor song, I'm sure, but it was a good. What if it, like, what's what Harry if- Styles up to? Oh, he's throwing up by the side of a highway just like a oh, rock God. star. Can, has, has there been a real comprehensive, uh, I guess, cultural history of the PCH? I feel like that's something that needs to exist because that's, that's a great idea. That's like one of the scariest, most probably haunted yeah. roads. The in other America. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Well, I think even more so than Mulholland. I mean, people get into accidents there all the time. Yeah. There's been so many insane things that have happened on that road. I just think about Lindsay Lohan stealing that car. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Um, Well, uh, yeah, I... uh, This sounds very... She's got a very different kind of singing style on this, yeah? Like, it's sort of more... More in the vein of the dude from Fun, like it's sort of theatrical or something. I mean, yeah. she's she's always been kind of theatrical, but not in that way, not in that like. This is like her voice is breaking in a yeah. theatrical way. Yeah, it's conversational. Yeah, it's queen like. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I remain. I'm wondering if I'm doing this like intentionally or subconsciously, just sort of setting myself up and being like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if 1989 is going to be any good. Because uh, you know it's going to be the biggest album of the year no matter what. Yeah, and it's like, 
it'll almost be more fun if by the time it drops, I like spend the day listening to it. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> the best. I mean, I've been listening to so much Taylor recently. I think just, you know, because I'm excited. Cause it's fall and you're having feelings. Dude, I, <laughs> I drove, well, I wasn't driving, but I was in a car driving through upstate New York. Uh, earlier today or early not earlier i'm very tired uh, earlier this weekend and uh and i was with two people who could probably care less about taylor swift but i was like i need to hear red i need to hear red i need to hear some banjo like this is really important to me right now aren't there songs there's like a song on red about driving upstate to go apple picking with jake gyllenhaal (laughs) is there which one is it uh all of them All of them. <laughs> All the apples. <laughs> I, That's a great fall album. I've been thinking about Yeah, that. it is. What a great album it, it came is. Out, she always drops out. Well, she's a, she's a Q4, a reliable Q4. Uh, I love talking about Q4. I know, me too. <laughs> I got made fun of by some other people in the Grand Line staff for talking about Q4. But Q4 is where... Stoked about Q4. Everybody's stoked on Q4. It's when Inherent Vice comes out. Mm-hmm. Just everything, Oscar movies come out. The good ones and all of the just so much blogging material. Yeah, it's the opposite of summer when there's nothing. Yeah, well, summer, summer, I like from the perspective of our job because you have to make up stuff (laughs) and it gets weird. It goes to weird land a little bit. Uh, But yeah, uh, but anyway, I mean, I. I'm not terribly stoked on this song. I should probably spend more time with it. Then. Oh, yeah. Try listening to it 500 times. Okay. And see how you okay. feel. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's it seems a little late to adopt that sound. Like it, But I guess, I don't know. She's, you know, she's, she's not, taking her sweet time with yeah. it. Yeah. She's not uh, necessarily the avant-garde pop artist. She's like, be more avant-garde. Well, she's Taylor. like Madonna or somebody. It's yeah, like no. the sound comes down to her when it's time for it to go yeah. hugely mainstream, yeah. which is what you were saying. It kind of sounds like an M83 song a little yeah. bit, which is great. Yeah. We like M83, but... Yeah. Kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I keep listening to it and trying to imagine it as a country song, and you can Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel like Miley Cyrus is about to make a country album next because she keeps covering really good country songs during oh, yeah. her world tour now. Like half of her set is covers and she keeps covering like a boy named Sue and Elvis songs. And uh, and then she was tweeting about Skeeter Davis the other day. She was like, how did I live so long without Skeeter Davis in my life? And I was like, yes, get into <laughs> rockabilly, Miley. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Taylor leaves country and Miley returns to country. It's perfect. Um, Miley can do whatever she wants. I won't be paying attention. <laughs> She's still dead to me. <laughs> you might pay attention if she... Uh covering some Wanda Davis or something. I'll pay attention if she seems like not a terrible person. <laughs> if I don't feel like part of my soul dying if I hear her voice, then yeah, then I'll pay attention to her. Sorry. Like a year ago, like who would have known a year ago that I would just be on the, the total outs. Although I guess it was about a year ago that all that Sinead stuff happened. I mean, that was really the last straw for me. But yeah, so we don't we, we we were wondering when that album was going to come out because that sort of information is not readily look upable on the internet. Um, Sorry, I meant Wanda Jackson, not Wanda Davis. That just drove me crazy. <laughs> about it. Wanda Davis is a soul singer. She's also yeah. great. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to obviously be we're going to be on Taylor Watch for a little while here. Oh yeah, got a got a while. Um, I. Oh man, I want to. 
I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but I'm so excited that we're going to see Lana Del Rey in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery oh, on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I, that's kind of all I want to talk about on this pod, and yet we haven't even gone to the show yet, but... That's the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the yeah. world. Are you, uh, are you afraid of cemeteries? No. What are you afraid of? This is leading into our next our next topic. Wait, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk real quick about Blake or Gwyneth first, or do you want to talk about? Fear? I want to talk about fear. Okay, let's talk. And about we'll fear. go back to. Okay, okay. We'll we'll mix we'll up. Go back to the lifestyle wars later. We'll mix up the terrors. <laughs> Emily Yoshida. Um, it is. Is it true <laughs> that nothing scares you? Uh, well, you know, I. This has been so. I've been writing about this on Grantland. I've decided to go to as many Halloween haunts as I can around the LA area um, in the month of October. And part of it was because I'd never gone to any of those things, and part of it was because I really genuinely felt like. Well, the reason I hadn't was just because it didn't strike me as anything interesting. Because that's sort of how. I feel about horror stuff in general. Stuff scares me. I'm really scared of car wrecks. I'm scared of just driving. Okay, yeah, that's a really legitimate thing to be afraid yeah, of. Like that, I, PCH. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm scared of the PCH. I always feel like I'm going to die on the PCH. I, um, I'm never driving without thinking about the Christopher Walken speech in Annie Hall. <laughs> you know, just like, well, no, oh, yeah. all I have to do is turn the wheel. And, and then imagine everybody in every other car having that speech. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's 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 terrifying to me. I think that I'm going to die every five seconds while I'm driving. And yet I kind of enjoy driving in a weird way. Just really makes because you, it's exhilarating. It makes you appreciate life. Face your fear of death. Yeah, and you get out of the car and you're like, I'm still here. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had a really big fear of home invasion when I was a kid. Um, and that sometimes, like, I mentioned this in, the, I think, the first piece. Like, my apartment is on the second floor. It only has one entrance. There's not, like, any way I could really escape if somebody was to come in the front door. Uh and I think about that a little bit, like how I would maneuver, how like what weapon I would grab and stuff, like, like a kitchen knife. I don't, yeah, that's basically the extent of what I would have. But you know, I, I run through that sometimes. But but horror stuff. I mean, I always find it really fun. Some no, I don't always find it really fun. I. I understand why it's fun, and I wish I could. I wish I could appreciate it more. By horror stuff, do you mean movies or experiences? Movies, yeah, you know, I will say, games can scare me a lot more than you know what scares me a lot. Well, obviously, Mist scared me a lot. Oh yeah, but Minecraft scares me a lot. Really? So, yeah. What's scary about Minecraft? Because there are these little skeleton monsters that run around oh. in it, and they're so you know, it's Minecraft. It's like. I mean, pixelated stuff like that that's sort of expressionless and yeah. kind of just get like goes after like that stuff freaks me. Scary out. animation is the scariest thing, in yeah. my in my feeling. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh. one of the first things that ever terrified me was Night on Bald Mountain in Fantasia. That yeah. was terrifying. To me. Uh, it's just a scary. You mean just because of the animation, or mm-hmm. the music also is kind well, of scary. The music was familiar. It was like the animation just seemed so. I just remember feeling the animation in that sequence just seemed so like like it wasn't created by humans. Like it was like <laughs> it was like a deposit from nature on like <laughs> Did you ever play any horror video games? Yeah, no, that's what I was I was gonna talk about. Alone in the Dark. Yeah, that's scariest. Alone in the Dark is the scariest thing to me. And I if I go back and like watch playthroughs of it, I'm talking about like the old version, yeah. like for like I think it, I played on my friend's 
computer. She had like a Performa, a Macintosh mm-hmm. Performa. And that, like the very polygonal, chunky kind of these, these like skeleton things with these shovel hands that would just kind of claw down at you. Yeah. And it's so slow moving because of the processor. And so it's like that added dread of, I'm trying to run, but it's like through molasses. I mean, that's like nightmare stuff. Did you ever play Doom? No, I never played Doom. I played Doom, and there's something about, there's something very Shining-y about sort of the endless corridors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And when I was in college, they had this thing there called The Cave, which is like a 3D thing that you go in where you can build a 3D environment. It's Mm -hmm. basically like a box that you stand in, and there's projections on all four walls, so it's kind of like virtual reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of the programming that they did, all of the environments they made were programmed using the Doom Oh wow! Kit. So the first one that you would do is you could just walk around in Doom. And obviously you're kind of just standing there and like mm-hmm. moving by like pushing forward, you know, because it's virtual reality. Mm-hmm. But it was so like I think about it all the time, just like, oh, yeah, what if what if virtual reality gets to this point? Yeah. Oh, you know what scared me the most as a kid was uh, did you ever read Ray Bradbury stuff? Mm-mm, I haven't read any. There's like a Ray Bradbury story called The Velt. Which, oh, no, you told me about that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think about We've that. talked about that. That was yeah. like something that got in my mind and stayed there, as yeah. well as things about people being sawn in half on stage. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a very specific one. I don't know. There was a... So I've gone to three things now as part of this project, which, you know... I'm I'm kind of really hoping that I can mix it up soon because Well you're going to some the sort of weirder ones soon. I have one really weird one, like off format one that I'm yeah. gonna go to and that one I'm pretty excited about. And that's the one that like Lydia Lunch is doing the opening, so yeah. it seems like it's probably really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, Lydia Lunch and L seven. I was like, This yeah. sounds great. <laughs> can I go to this and not be forced to go through a maze I alone? Know. I know. Well you don't have to. You don't have to go through the maze for that. I, I would have gone to that, but that's the night we're seeing Lana. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we're we're a little busy. <laughs> uh but yeah, I so I don't know. I've gone to I've gone to Hollywood or Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, um, uh, Not Scary Farm, and the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. Um, Queen Mary's Dark Harbor was actually one of the ones when I first kind of made my list of things I wanted to do. That was one I was most interested in, just because of the setting. Have you ever been on the Queen Mary? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually I went to All Tomorrow's parties there in mm. like 2003. That was one of the first music things I ever think I'd ever did in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, yeah, it was like they had one stage that was out on the lawn in front of it, which is where the, the dark, a lot of the dark harbor is set up now. And then, um, then they had it like on the ship also in like one of these kind of halls with all the balconies around it. Mm-hmm. And stuff. It was really, really cool. But yeah. So, and I'd gone there, I think maybe I'd gone there just like on a tour or something. I don't remember, but it's like, I mean, that's like a legitimately cool. It's legitimately maybe haunted. Well, yeah, it's supposedly one of the most haunted places in America. Like there've been over a hundred sightings and stuff there. And whether or not it's actually haunted, it is just old. It's just old. No, that, and that's the thing like that. Very, very old for Los Angeles. Yeah. It's like, I mean, st- it's like, the 30s or something. It's, it's Which like is, very yeah, it's very old for Los Angeles. It's very old for Los Angeles. We're like, oh, it's so old it's from the <laughs> it's, 30s. <laughs> it's almost 100 years old. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and so that was, I wrote about this and I was like, you know, the smell of an old ship does a lot 
to sell you on its, you know, That's why they pipe the smell of mustiness into the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of similar, but it's more, it's authentic. It's like you're smelling. And the weird thing is that there are other smells, too, uh, besides mildew. And that's supposedly one of the signs of, like, paranormal activity is, like, unusual smells. So there was, like, a real kind of egg-like sulfur smell, like, in brimstone I just, sorry, sorry joe <laughs> but i got really excited that's how about scary that. it is you had to yeah um i mean that was and that was cool it was like and there were points where you know obviously i'm going through all this stuff by myself because you went to Knott's Berry farm by yourself i went to not scary farm by myself yeah and it was actually really fun i spent four hours there yeah that's amazing uh it was also because I really like roller coasters. Yeah. So I could just go and go on roller coasters forever there. Well, Knott's Berry Farm is just great in and of yeah. itself. I'd never been before. It's, it's so cool. cute. It's, it's so cute. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I was thinking it was going to be kind of depressing or something, but it was, uh, I was like, man, how come I've never gone to Knott's before? Yeah, no, it's awesome. Legit. Um, yeah, but that place, I mean, there, and I went after, after I, after I went to Scary Farm, I looked, I, I looked up because I was like, the people who they have doing the, scares like when you're walking mm-hmm. around like they really know what they're doing oh yeah like it's like it's like a full-on training thing and so i found like there's like a documentary that they did about or like not a documentary they just did like a kind of behind the scenes thing um about the scare they had a cute name for it like scare camp or something <laughs> like that um they're like the most serious about the scare yeah the theme park scare experience yeah and it's all like that stuff is not the mazes that stuff's not the big production and like crazy costumes and stuff that's just like how you're actually moving through the park like what your your level of anxiety is just to get from one point to another which is more i think that's what you leave thinking about more i think than a particular maze because that's something you walk through in three minutes and you're done and they all kind of end up blending together it's like oh this one is edgar Allan poe themed this one is houdini themed they definitely have the best theming though i think they do they had really good ones there because they kind of it's interesting because the other people like the other halloween mazes a lot of them are branded Mm -hmm. and Knott's Berry farm it seems like it's usually yeah just kind of things that are scary that are also in the public domain yeah 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 (laughs) yeah no there wasn't like they had a voodoo one there and that one was pretty fun uh yeah edgar Allan poe is scary we're looking there's like a stuffed raven behind you right now oh yeah no the whole the whole thing of the the it's called forevermore the Mm -hmm. the maze and it was like it was like raven themed but it was like all those kind of like spy versus spy looking looking type heads, like Raven Skull heads. Oh, that's scary! And they would kind of shuffle around and follow you around in there, and that was that was sort of creepy. And that was, I think, that was the biggest that that was new for them that year, and that was like one of the biggest productions that they did. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool that it's not branded. I mean, that's sort of one of the things that they really uh, promote for um, Universal is like, the oh, Walking it's Dead, Walking Dead, or yeah. Alien versus Predator, or whatever. But in the end, like. They rely too much on that, and they not the actual mechanics of how they scare you are kind of a little. That's kind of how the whole park works at Universal. Universal is just thumbs down. Yeah. I do not it's like very, it. It's very, it's very half, half-hearted. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like I guess that it would be sort of weird if it was really landscaped and theme parky because it's, well, it's supposedly a movie studio, but right, right. yeah. Well, supposedly. The one in Florida has better stuff, the mm. Islands of Adventure and all that, and they have Harry Potter, right? That's 
Oh yeah, well they're building Harry Potter now in, um, uh, in ours. They just don't have enough room in. Well, they had. I think they had to knock down a bunch of stuff. It's huge. Like you can see, like you can see, like the scaffolding and stuff around it. It's going to be enormous. Okay. And Universal City basically there. just houses Universal Studios. Yeah, that's all. And and the share. You really want to have a scare? You go to the Gladstones, <laughs> City Walk. If they made City Walk haunted, that would be the scariest. Oh, thing I know. In the universe. If haunted they just, Saddle Ranch. Yeah. Well, I mean, also people have actually gotten shot at City Walk, so it's oh, already yeah. kind of haunted anyway, maybe. City Walk is scary enough just getting through parking. And yeah, the parking the structure is the, it's the worst. The worst. And if that were just the scare, was getting in and out of the parking structure, that would be enough. Oh, trust scare. me. I made a lot of hacky jokes to that effect. Uh, <laughs> it's a, the worst parking structure. Yeah. And you get lost in it. I mean, it's a, it's a real labyrinth. Uh, yeah, so that... Well, yeah, what if there was just a minotaur just wandering around <laughs> in the universal parking structure? That would be scary. That would be really scary. Yeah, no, I, I I don't know. If I had to rank what I've seen so far, I think Knott's is still at the top. Queen Mary is, is below, and it's just it's just because that I think that the, the scarer element, like the people that are walking around scaring you, I think that's ultimately the, the where you make or break it. If I'm, like, breaking down the kind of mechanics of these so actors are important They're very yeah acting is important uh the quality of the performances they were most yeah. dedicated and yeah like you gotta you gotta enact like you gotta like that's that's the experience that i went away from that thinking more about is like getting followed by somebody for probably like four minutes or something see that's the thing that can happen in real life yeah. so i don't know that i need to go to a scary <laughs> theme park to experience that what because if it that's was a bear in overalls you know what it's actually way more scary when it's just some dude following you down the street i would say a bear in overalls i'd be like oh cool a bear <laughs> in overalls what have i done i must be in honeycomb <laughs> country or whatever their part of the park is that has bears in it <laughs> Uh, I went to another theme park. We've been hitting all the theme parks. Yeah, I went to, we're really branching out. Yeah, it used to be just Disneyland, but now we're no, we're yeah. trying them all. I went mm-hmm. to Legoland. Yeah, I'm so jealous. It was amazing. Man. I thought it was going to be way smaller and jankier, and it is huge, and or it feels huge the way that Disneyland feels huge when you're a kid. It's very well themed and well spaced out and the lands are all very you know identifiably are they um are the lands like the different brands within lego like some of them they have the bionicle land they do (laughs) okay they have a bionicle section (laughs) they have a star wars section Uh because they have the star wars stuff um some of them are not branded there's i mean yeah there's these these brands within lego there's like the Chima, I think it's called, is one of their new brands. There's a water park in, within the park. Do they a water park. instead of water? Do they just have the clear cubes? With light, <laughs> clear, clear cubes? The is there a Lego Movie part of it? Yeah. Okay. There's a Lego Movie part of it. There's an aquarium that has like Lego figurines in the water in the aquarium. Uh-huh. And because it was Halloween, there were little Lego ghosts and pumpkins everywhere. Wait, were they the actual little Lego ghost things, like the minifigures that have the glow drapes? Yes. I love those so yes. much. Those are my favorite things. I don't know if they world. actually were glow in the dark, but they were made to look just like those. And then they had a giant one, like a giant thing ghost. that maybe is just usually a giant Lego figurine, and they threw a giant sheet over it <laughs> so that it's a ghost. Uh, 
and it was great. And I had sort of heard that Legoland was for very young children, but it's not really. It's definitely more. I'll eat the parts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's for babies the way Disneyland is for babies, meaning that all of the rides are probably things kids would be interested in going on. But that is what I am like. I don't like to go upside down. So I like some I I like good theming Uh and. You know, I didn't even end up going on very many rides because the, the lines are long for a lot of things. And I think I just was also like, I'm at a point where I can just enjoy the atmosphere. Yeah. Enjoy watching children have fun. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of the thing. I think that was the thing with Knott's is that I was just like, I think that the landscaping and the upkeep of a place like that, like, I want to go someplace that's so immaculate that I'm kind of like scared of it. That's that's like that's why Disneyland is sort of the well, Disneyland is like. Have that kind of yeah, that's, that's fascist feeling yeah. of like it's a little unsettling. <laughs> yeah, it's unsettling because there's everything is so taken care mm-hmm. of, but then there is still like a little bit of rattiness that gets in. Yeah, through and that's what is what is unsettling is that well, it used to be the tom- before they remade redid Tomorrowland. Yeah. Tomorrowland was the spooky part yeah. of Disneyland because I loved old Tomorrowland. Me too. Like before they had those down. Yeah, before they had those steampunk uh, yeah. spaceships out front, which and I that was uh, so ugly. There was also the smoking section. So those were yeah. all the goths would hang out. I've definitely yeah. talked about this before yeah. on the podcast, <laughs> but I think about it a lot. It's like yeah, run- the bad part of town. Yeah. is the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Legoland is so new that it's still relatively just immaculate. It does feel very immaculate. But how do they not have? Like it gets really hot in San Diego sometimes. How how do the bricks not just like melt together? I don't know. Plan- <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't actually know if the figurines, if the giant figurines and stuff are all Lego, or if it's you know yeah. made to look like, like Lego. Yeah, it's fiberglass with Lego. Hmm. I, have a lot, I have a lot of questions about Legoland. I've never been there. I don't really know anything about it. I recommend it, it to everybody. It's, and, and the other thing is because they don't have any specific music. It's not like Disneyland huh. music. They play sort of a really funny assortment of things that they can get the rights to. So they're playing Halloween music. But the Halloween music was like the Monster Mash, but also... Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a Halloween song. Sure. Cool. I'm in a theme park listening to Warren Zevon. All of my dreams have come true. <laughs> um, and then they also played Night on Bald Mountain because that is in the public domain and yeah. Fantasia doesn't own it. That's weird. That, that's weird that they uh, that they yeah. I guess like Lego is a weird sort of brand. I mean, it is unto itself but then it also owns all these like enormous brands or like it has the rights for all these enormous brands like yeah. you know Batman and uh and Star Wars and stuff like that uh and some of the rides were very I mean it, it's very much patterned after Disneyland like the themes of the lands and there's a ride that's sort of like a jungle cruise except the animal animatronics are all Lego animatronics it's like a animatronic Lego elephant that shoots water at you. Uh-huh. Um, the one ride that I went on that was like a real ride was uh, a pirate ship ride where you basically just like go up a thing. It's like a log flume ride. You go up and then you come back down and you get so wet. <laughs> it's one of those things where I like was watching other people doing it and I was like, oh, it probably looks like way more water than it is. <laughs> and then we did it and just got soaking wet wow. and we're soaking wet for the rest of the day, but it was hot out so that was really nice, actually. I was going to say, I saw something at Knott's that I'd never seen before outside of their flume ride thing, uh, 
was a oh, was a drying chamber. Oh yeah, they had that too at Legoland. Yeah, I was like, this is a new thing. I've probably. never seen that before. It's like it kind of takes the fun out of it. It's like there is that feeling like when you go go on a water raft ride and you get that first wave of water and you're like, well, this is how I'm going to be for the next four <laughs> hours. Uh, and it's sort of a commitment thing, but yeah, future man, you can get completely dry and do it again and again and again. I did it the uh, old school way where I stood under the hand dryer in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but then it was, you know, I was turning into Halloween Legoland at night. I guess they do something called brick or treat. <laughs> you looked so happy about I love- <laughs> <laughs> Get it? No, Get no. It? It's, it's all joke. Brick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> but all these kids are showing up in costumes. I think they were having like a costume contest or something. Uh-huh. And they just have these little Lego ghosts and skeletons and things all over the park. And then I guess there are little like candy areas where you go wait in line to get candy. Oh, and also there are people, human people dressed as Lego figurines. And that is the scariest thing oh, that's I've ever a, seen in my you life. You buried the lead. That's the scariest thing. <laughs> like that's scarier than anything that I've seen. Every time so I saw one of them, I would be like, oh my God. Oh my God. With the giant head. Like, yeah, that's that. That okay, that scares me. And like people even are there to take that. pictures with them, but uh, it's frightening. So uh, that would scare you if one of those guys was following you. Yeah, Berry Farm. It's always really. It's like unnatural things that scare me. Like that's like things. Where I think that makes sense. Like it, it doesn't make sense to be scared by all the sort of things that you're most stuff. to be scared of. Yeah, most, like most I, to be scared of is what I just said. Yeah, most the most with the I don't, ghostest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like the the zombie stuff doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, there's no real horror trope that I think really scares me. But like, it's stuff like I was talking to was I talking to you about this? Like one one thing that also really scared me as a kid, and like things like this, like we, which I think goes hand in hand with the Lego thing, why, why that just sort of like sent a chill down my spine. So my mom had this mask. Oh, masks she, are the scariest. But 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 not because they have masks at all these these horror things, and they're like the latex ones that have all the gore. And I find stuff. latex masks really scary, and also the smell of latex makes me mm. really feel weird and i think it's related to just being in halloween stores yeah it gives me just like an unsettled feeling maybe because you're not supposed to breathe in latex that much well this wasn't a latex mask this was like a hard okay mask like a kind of similar to like a comedy tragedy mask but like a full like full face not that kind of like dip in the front um and it was just a it was just a, a very clean mold of a face no features no real defining features just two eye holes and it was just sort of like light blue colored i think a blank face is that's really terrifying the scariest thing it's like eyes without a face or something it's just like i think that's related to the why animation is so scary yeah it's just you can do things yeah the uncanny thing and you imagine things are happening under the surface that you can't see like that's we talk about the no faces from Spirited Away a lot. But oh well, yeah. Well, I like I like no like no face is different though for me because well, the no I, face turns out to be good, but when it's first yeah showing when up. it's just got the little creepy like, Mona Lisa smile and eh. yeah eh. <laughs> the heat wave noise <laughs> yeah I mean that stuff that, that and that's sort of more undefinable but it's something. It's like I, I get scared of, of, of artificial intelligence mis- misbehaving, and I think that's sort of similar. It's like something that looks really clean and efficient 
sort of losing it in a way, like like that kind of disconnect. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, that, that that stuff scares me. <laughs> but that's all really related to real life. I feel like so. I don't know. It's not it's not a horror thing so much. Just um, fear of regular. Well, I mean, how was the scariest thing to me when I was like, you know, twelve or whenever I mm-hmm. first saw two thousand one. Yeah. How um, was the scariest thing in the world to me? But I don't know. So I'm going to, I think, what's next? I'm going to go to uh, the the Los Angeles Hayride, Haunted Hayride, which I got made fun of for calling it a hayrack ride. Um, is that what they call it in Iowa? Well, yeah. The, the hayrack <laughs> is the thing that you they ride. They actually have yeah. fields in Iowa. It's so a, that's, a, that's a thing. They it's know a wagon. better. Yeah. They get <laughs> But um going to do that. Going to do a couple other freaky things. I don't know. We'll see. Uh and I'm, I don't know if I'm I, at this rate if I'm going to get scared by anything, except for just, the last. How about just like Hollywood Boulevard on the weekend of Halloween? That's my favorite scary thing. Well, I was thinking of just like reviewing the Lana show as part of this. Series. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, Let's wear masks. Oh my god, can't wait. <laughs> um, Let's wear pumpkins on our heads. <laughs> Does that sound With, good? Like, we, I'll, I'll put a, I'll, I'll have like a Marilyn face carved in it, and you can have an Elvis face carved into it, and yeah, that'll be scary. Okay, got it. Um, well, uh, we, we, we really, uh, we promised a lot of uh, uh, Blake and Gwyneth action, and we're kind of, we're kind of leaving it for the end. So thank you for everybody who stuck it, you know, the diehard uh, goopheads uh, <laughs> sticking it out. Uh, we just wanted to talk about some stupid stuff that. Blake Lively did in this last week. Um, yeah, do you want to do you want to? Oh, give us the sure. lowdown. Uh, Blake Lively's lifestyle website Preserve, which is just which Emily wrote a really funny piece about when it first premiered. Uh, that we had been talking about it when it premiered. That it had this kind of weird old South fetishism thing going on mm-hmm. that sort of you know hadn't been paying attention to preserve since since it launched and then it came back in the news because they ran a fashion spread about the antebellum south yeah called like the charm of the antebellum south it's called the allure of the antebellum wait was, i feel like we should probably read from it because because it is so better than describing it so before before i start like we were just talking about this but one of the, the the most just mind-boggling things about Preserve, the website, is how insanely poorly it is written. Like, there is a misused word every other sentence. Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind as I read this intro to this this um, this spread entitled Allure of Antebellum. Uh, the term Southern Belle came to fruition during the antebellum period prior to the Civil War, acknowledging women with an inherent social distinction who set the standards for style and appearance. These women epitomized Southern hospitality with a cultivation of beauty and grace, but even more with a captivating and magnetic sensibility. While at times depicted as coy, these bells of the ball in, actu- in actuality could command attention with the ease of a hummingbird relishing a pastoral bloom. Embrace the season and the magic below the Mason-Dixon with styles as theatric as a Dixie drawl. So that's a fun... Theatrics. That's a word salad there. That Um, is a word salad. 
if you yeah, like a really super offensive word. A though. really offensive one uh, because <laughs> the inherent distinction part. Yeah, the inherent social distinction is aka very racialized whiteness. Yeah. Um and it's just and and it's one thing like it's one of those things that makes you kind of slam your head against a table like what? Well, and it, <laughs> How it's did not, this get past anybody? But the thing is that it's not unprecedented. I mean, she and Ryan Reynolds had their whole plantation wedding. Uh, like, I guess last year or whenever they got married. And, right. And, and people were mad when I criticized them for having a wedding on a plantation. They were like, it's a beautiful property. And I was like, it has a road on it called Slave Road. Oh, my God. That goes to the slave quarters. It is not a, like a beautiful. Yeah. It's like a horrible reminder yeah. of terrible things. Yeah. It, it's just it just seems so. It's like, what do you say? I, I don't know. I, I can't. If you got a, a, invited to a wedding that was at a plantation, which is not that uncommon of thing, I guess, because didn't somebody else have a wedding on a plantation? No, but there was a thing where Ani DeFranco was going to have right, like right, a right. That's what I was feminist thinking, yeah. music conference at a plantation. And everybody was like, not cool. Like, I just don't understand how you think that you could invite a number of people to a plantation for something. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would be like, uh, really? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, well, the idea of like, look at this beautiful place and don't think about any of the things that made it this way or, right. you know, which I mean, is like kind of a larger sort of conceptual <laughs> idea is like, do we just think about things for, you know, their form only? But that's like a, the biggest argument you can have. Of, no, like everything has a meaning behind it because of like what it was used for, what its history was, what its past was. It's right. like you can have the most, you know, objectively gorgeous piece of property. And if people were subjected to horrific human rights violations on it, then it's really like I I, I, there's no real excuse. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's but, literally haunted. Yeah. Um, and it seems, you know, uh, there's a possibility that Blake Lively might not be very smart. They, there's like just a chance. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's one thing also if you're that person and you're just some actress that people expect dumb things of and i guess we do expect that of her but like to have a lifestyle brand where you have a now she has a a podium although i don't know how many people read preserve but um yeah i think just the sort of southern old south fetishism is a huge thing for people and it just kind of struck me the same way as like people who are really into scarlett o'hara you know which Mm -hmm. has always seemed like a very weird thing to me like I mean, I guess I just always kind of hated Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. because it's I just, long. No, not because it's long, <laughs> just because, you know, it's well, it's, it's politics or so. Yeah. No, it's not boring. It's really know, good. It's really interesting. It's, uh, you know, it's politics are just very weird uh, because it is it's not. based on a book that is about romanticizing sort of plantation life in mm-hmm. the Old South and that you're supposed to maybe feel bad that the plantation yeah. burns down. Yeah. But... You know, later on, I sort of have reconsidered it as just like that it's an interesting book because it's a story about a woman who's just like a horrible bitch, you know, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Or female protagonists that are not good people and Scarlett O'Hara is not a good person. Mm-hmm. She's surrounded by people that are better people than her and she's just like a selfish, terrible person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like there is this sort of, I don't know, worship of that particular yeah. 
type of imagery and I don't encounter it that much because I live in California, but Blake Lively is also from California. Yeah, no, she's adopted this. It's not like she's nostalgic for some kind of look or lifestyle that she grew up with. She just opted into loving the South for some reason mm-hmm. and loving the idea of being a white girl in the but South. But I think a lot of Hollywood stars, like, I don't know, like Brad Pitt is obsessed with New Orleans, you know, and he, his difference? is better in a way. But like Nicolas Cage bought that really. Oh, yeah. The one from American Horror Story. Yeah. The Haunted House. House from American Horror Story where the about the white woman who like tortured all yeah. these slaves in the basement and he was like what a cool thing to buy yeah oh my god um yeah i don't know i mean it's never i've never gotten the allure of it and i feel like so much of that website is so like i mean i spent a long time well there's a lot i mean there are a lot of things to to champion about the south that aren't plantation life you know what i mean if she were just like hey i love barbecue Barbecue's great. Barbecue's great. Hey, I love barbecue. Hey, I love, you know, Delta Blues music. That would be fine. Yeah. But it's the specifically being like, hey, don't you miss this time when... Well, it's the same as, like, I think a lot of people's attitudes about stuff like Mad Men or anything that's, like, period-oriented. It's just like, I, you know, and it's it's why... Ultimately, like, you know, anytime somebody's like, oh, what period of history would you want to live in? If you live in any now, the future, (laughs) the future, (laughs) I don't, don't, it's it's interesting to to learn about stuff in the past. And sometimes people wear really cool clothes. Yeah. But, but I talk to people all the time who can't watch Mad Men because it reminds them too much of how bad things actually were in that time. I mean, your parents. My parents like it, but, uh-huh. you know, my boyfriend's mom was saying that she watched the first two seasons and couldn't really go yeah. any further. And I was like, well, it does get a little better, just like the 60s, yeah. <laughs> in terms of how bad it is for all the women and yeah. people of color in the world of Mad Men. Yeah. But not that much better for anybody, just like in the real world. Yeah. I'm telling you, the future, we're all going to live there. Sister. We're all going to live in Tomorrowland. We're all... <laughs> oh, I might go to Utopia. Oh, that's right. Speaking of the future. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about, I had this, this is my deep thought of the week, was that, so I haven't been watching Utopia since they changed the format. Have they started doing, they started doing the eliminations and stuff? Yeah. Well, I stopped, I stopped watching when that happened because basically that announcement came right after I posted the thing where it's like, isn't it great? There's no eliminations on this show. And right. then they announced that they were going to start doing that. And I was like, ugh, like that's the last thing that this group of people needs. Like this group of people needs to learn to love each other and cooperate. Yeah. And I want to watch that happen. I want to watch all these weirdos get along. And then I don't know. So I just sort of fell off with it. But then I was like, this is this is my mind-blowing, like, sleep-deprived thought when I was, like, riding the subway <laughs> this past week. It's like, whoa, what if New York City is actually utopia? <laughs> go on. Go on with that. Because I was watching, like, it's it's really fascinating. You know, in L.A., obviously, blah, blah, blah. New York was, was different from L.A. because X, Y, Z. But, like, in, in L.A., you don't. You don't really have to deal with um, people. People are not as practiced in in um, and being in crowds and making things work for everybody when you're in a very crowded, tough situation. So I was like waiting for a train, 
And I guess they were really, really late. And like it ended up like three of them, three of the same train came in a row and they were all like packed just to the walls. But still on this totally jammed platform, it's like the door open and everybody goes to the side. It's like it's like ant mentality or something. It's like, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do in this situation. I'll move to the side and everybody will get through and we'll all make this work together. And I was like, wow, this is sort of beautiful. It's terrifying, but it's beautiful. <laughs> and I don't know, but that that. That kind of reminded me a little of Utopia and like how I, my continuing fascination with people getting along. Uh, I don't know. I like the idea that New York is a commune. Yeah, no. <laughs> it kind of like, like I don't know. There's so there's so much when you're in an environment that's that that's that um, that's that the quarters are that close. It's like there's not a lot of room for people to be that inconsiderate because the whole thing falls apart. And that's that's really interesting. And that's why New York is known for how considerate everybody is. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I don't know. I don't. This falls apart, really. No, quick. no, I like it. <laughs> but that, you know, I, I always feel like I'm in a foreign country when I'm there because it's just so. You kind of are. Yeah, I mean, it, it's as far uh, away as a foreign country. Like, yeah, no. When I'm in a super, a super uh, dense city, I always am reminded how accustomed I am to the luxury of space, mm-hmm. which I see as kind of a luxury because it is. It's a total luxury. And also just the luxury of, you know, sound, of quietness, of not... Yeah. You yeah. know, I was in I was in Carlsbad, California, which is where Legoland is, and it was so sleepy mm-hmm. in the best possible way yeah. where I was just like, I need to live by the... I had the opposite thing. I was like, <laughs> I need to live by the beach and never see anybody except the ocean yeah. because who needs people when you have the ocean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of... Also, there were a lot of people having like beach bonfires. Ooh, it all seemed nice. incredibly pleasant. I was at a big bonfire this weekend also. It was nice. the size of an apartment. It was huge. Wait, do we want to go to Burning Man? Is that what we're both sort of I think we're, we're around it right now. I think um, we both described Burning Man. <laughs> we want to burn things we and burn live in the country. And we want there to be people, but also a lot of space. Yeah. We want like a kind of cooperative. Uh, uh, I think know. we might be burners. <laughs> Just burners and hoodies. I was like, I was like, you know, I I always say that I feel like there's a part of me that wanted to be a raver that will never get to be a raver. What do you mean? You kind of are a little bit. Went to hard fest. Yeah, and that doesn't count. But but still, I'm too neurotic to be a real raver. No, me too. Yeah, not gonna. I'm a hippie. I'm a a neurotic hippie. I'm a goddamn tourist. We're goths. We're goths. (laughs) We're we're super goths. We're pastel goths. Um, We're not even pastel goths. We're like neutral colored goths. I'm a health goth. Come on. Are you kidding me? When that became a thing, like, I forget. You were like, that that is you. You are a health goth. No, I am. Like, ask anybody who knows me. Like, like literally, if you take those two words, I'm a health goth. Uh, It's like kale and darkness. Um, (laughs) Um, Well, I think that's a good place to end. That's a good name for our our lifestyle blog, Kale and Darkness. Oh my God. I would love that if somebody started a goth lifestyle blog. That's oh, just, I totally would. I mean, I'm sure there are goth lifestyle blogs, but I I love the that. Martha Stewart Halloween issue. I would <laughs> love to like look through it and not make any of the things and just imagine being somewhere where somebody's made those things. Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, I'd eat all those things. Yeah, all the I love her Halloween episodes because it's like oh, a pile of cookies for nobody. I know. <laughs> 
That's the best. And I love when she does the makeovers where she's like a sexy witch or she was like a sexy witch this year, I think. Oh, my God. Kind of a scary sexy witch, but very like American horror story. Like yeah. imperious empress yeah. of the dark. Like with pantsuits. Yeah. <laughs> El- Elvira business casual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Serious businesswoman of the beyond. Um, <laughs> Serious businesswoman <laughs> of the beyond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right on fumes here right now. Now I'm mostly thinking about my health goth uh, lifestyle website, and I think I'm... Uh, yeah, if any, invest, any investors out there, uh, hit me up. I am. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to help me start my autumn Instagram California lifestyle blog, <laughs> which is about being in California and just looking up YouTube videos of it raining, <laughs> so you can pretend like there are seasons. That's a really that, that that's a that's a niche that needs to be served. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, great. We've got we've got a lot on our plate then. All right, this, uh, serious businesswoman of the beyond. <laughs> Clocking out. All right. Uh, we That is it for us this week. We will see you next week for more Girls in Hoodies. Bye. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcast.